This is Laura Van Arendongba, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday night, for me at least. This is To Write and Have Written. I'm Laura Van Arendonkba, and tonight we are talking about procrastination, and I wrote these notes today. So um, yeah, I just thought you would appreciate knowing that uh, I'm speaking from experience here. <laughs> so, oh, Kate's here on time, totally failing and procrastinating. No, because you are here to procrastinate from doing something else. So yeah, that's gonna, we're gonna count that today. That is how we are going to count that. Okay. And double checking that everything's coming out all right. All right. Yes, doggo. The dog cam is on. Windomiel is gracing us with her presence today. So, okay. Um, so, I'm actually excited about tonight's topic. Um, I This is something that I have put... A reasonable amount of thought and effort into over the last few years and um, so uh, but I but I welcome discussion as always uh, please throw your comments into the chat is that a Christina in the chat I think that's a Christina in the chat so thank you for stopping by okay um, and I don't know if they are here in the chat yet uh, but Shy Red Fox and Bridger, if you are here, we want to throw out uh, some congratulations. Oh, Grace, thanks for subscribing. I appreciate that. Yay! Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free, which is awesome. <laughs> so support me. Don't pay any money. It's great. Um, so yeah, if, if Shy Red Fox and Bridger, if you are in the chat, uh, I'm going to throw some group congratulations your way because uh, they are regulars here um, chatting live on the show and both of them have upcoming releases that I wanted to mention but uh, we'll we'll see if they uh, if they come in tonight and we'll let them uh, talk about that okay so tonight I just want to be specific we are talking about procrastination in writing I am not addressing the rest of anyone's life <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on um, so that is uh, that's where we're going to focus tonight and um, so I just want to say, first of all, there are a number of reasons for procrastination. We're going to go through them in no particular order, uh, just in the order I felt like addressing them. So, oh, Grace says she has learned some unexpected but surprisingly basic things on this topic in the past few days. Hey, I have found like most of this is unexpectedly basic. Like I, there's an enormous amount of, well, that makes sense, but I never thought of it in that way. <laughs> okay, that happens. Um, really, that's like most of behavior when we think about it, but uh, that's how that goes. Oh, thank you, Christina, for that subscription as well. Wow. Yay. Great start tonight. Okay. Let's actually focus. Get, yeah, I'm going to stop procrastinating talking about procrastination. Uh, I'm going to actually uh, address this and we get my notes over here where I can see a little bit better. Sorry guys, I'm trying a new uh, layout tonight for my workstation and uh, I'm not sure yet how I feel about it. So uh, so let me start again, we're talking about procrastination writing. We are not talking about anything else, but this is something where we, I don't know anyone who's creative who does not do this. Huh, really need to get this done. 
dishes need washed. Okay, like that is completely going on. Um, so I just wanna say, first of all, this in most cases is not about laziness. We may joke, joke about that. Sometimes we'll actually throw that around as um, self-accusatory or, you know, blaming uh, a partner or whatever is going on. Um, now, we're gonna talk about some of the reasons that will be behind procrastination. Um, and again, I welcome, if you guys uh, uh, have any insights from uh, you know, your own experience or things that have worked for you or whatever, then feel free to share those. Um, you know, but the reasons that we're gonna talk about tonight are not just, you know, we're lazy bums who don't feel like doing anything. Uh, generally, these are things that we want to do, we just aren't doing them. Uh, so <laughs> I will say, if, if we if we find the real reason for our procrastination and we choose not to address it, that's another issue. That's on you. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're going to talk about here is why is the procrastination happening? So let's start with the big one that honestly, I feel like this is probably the bulk of causes on just from a simple majority um, standpoint. And that is our good old buddy fear uh, that shows up on so many of the things that we talk about here. Um, so first let me address just like, let's, 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 let's talk about fear from the logical point. Um, the logical point is not always the useful one. We'll get to the emotional point in a minute, but let's start with the logical point. Uh, and what this is, is I've got this story in my head and it's pretty and it's good and it's amazing. And I'm going to write it down and it's not going to be good. Uh, in the same way that it is good in my head, uh, because first drafts are not ever as good as the glowing concept in my head. So as soon as I write it down, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good enough. I'm not going to create this amazing story. I can keep it from getting bad by not writing it. So I'm going to find ways to put off writing it uh, to keep it from degrading from the concept in my head. Um, this is extraordinarily common, whether or not you have uh, articulated it in exactly that form. Um, I just, guys, I, I know a lot of creative people. This is extraordinarily common, <laughs> okay? Um, so the short version is if I don't write it, then it's, uh, then it's not not good enough, okay? Or, yeah, okay. Here's the thing though. If I don't write it, it's also not good enough. All right, so I'm going to take this out of the uh, out of the writing sphere for just a moment. Let's talk about cookies because I just like talking about cookies. If I want to make amazing chocolate chip cookies and I I can taste them, I can I can smell them, and they are gooey and they're that stretchy part. The chocolate just melts in your mouth because you because uh, you made the chocolate co chip cookies correctly, which is you didn't over bake them. You just walked the dough past the oven to frighten it. And then you have these warm gooey cookies. Okay. Um, and that's what I want to do. That's what I want to make. I do not want to burn these cookies by leaving them in the oven too long. So I just don't make the cookies and that way I haven't burned the cookies, but I also don't have any cookies. Okay. I am not actually helping myself by not making the cookies. I'm just, just depriving myself of cookies. There are times, and I'm using the cookies example because it's a little bit silly, but there are times when this feels much more justifiable. If I'm uh, working with uh, a particular costume or hanging out with my cosplay friends and you know we might have this conversation, I've definitely had this conversation about this 
fabric cost me $150 a yard. As soon as I cut it, there's no going back. This has to be, I have to get it right the first time. Uh, I can't just drop another $300 on fabric or something like that. Um, yeah, that is, is also a paralyzing thing. And there's, that's a little bit more justifiable because there's real financial investment in the materials. The chocolate chip cookies, not so much. Chocolate chip cookies are pretty cheap in the grand scheme of things, okay? Here's the thing. Your words are free. Your words cost less than chocolate chips, right? If I write a sentence, if it is a terrible sentence, I have, I've written the worst sentence, I do not have any fewer words in my reservoir of words than I did before I wrote that sentence. Um, oh, hang on, the chat's coming in. Yeah, I know, I know there's a little bit of delay in the chat tonight, I'm really sorry about that. Um, okay, so Kate's pointing out, writing gives you the advantage of going back and editing if you burn the first draft, like you burn the cookies. Absolutely, Hold, I'm gonna get into that because um, I'm running with this cookie metaphor, man. Uh, <laughs> but I can rewrite that bad sentence so and I've taken the bad sentence, I'm rewriting the bad sentence, I still have not used any more words out of my reservoir. Yes, I'm using time, time is a resource, that's not, but I'm, uh, that's not exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm not losing anything by using that time, right? Because yes, I've invested that time in making a thing, but if I, uh, if I did something else, if I washed the dishes instead of writing the sentence, I didn't use that time on other words, okay? I haven't actually saved that resource for anything there. Oh, uh, Elena, your chats are now showing up. Yeah, this is finally just came in. So, okay. So, all right. Uh, Elena can probably sympathize with me about the $150 fabric. Like that is absolutely a thing when you're sitting there going, I can't cut into this. What if it's wrong? Okay. You don't have that issue with your words. You're going to have just as many words. Um, and same way with the submissions. If I don't want to submit a story because it might get rejected, guess what? I have self-rejected the story. All right. So it's, it's rejected, but instead of being rejected by an editor, it's rejected by me. Um, here's the thing. If I submit a story and an editor does reject it, there are no submission police who come to my house, take the printout of that story, set it on fire, go to my hard drive, wipe it out, you know, uh, clean erase my hard drive so I can never recover it and then leave, leaving me sitting there with a story that now I came with no more story. No, it, I've still got the same story. I can still submit it somewhere else. I haven't lost anything, right? There's a, those are not resources um, that are that I'm burning, okay? I still have them. Oh, hey, there's looks, I think there's a Joe in the chat as well. Um, so yeah, sorry guys, I'm, the, the chat is definitely delayed, so I apologize for that. Um, so just an example of that, you know, what I was talking about stories, I wrote a story, I'm going to say 15 years ago, it had some nice imagery and absolutely nothing else going for it. It was kind of on the low end of mediocre. Okay, So I wrote it and it sat there for about 15 years. And then I rewrote it. When I rewrote it, I sold that story. I sold that story and I made my editor cry. I made my editor cry twice, once on submission, once on uh, editing for, for final publication. If I had just said, oh, well, I wrote this story and it was not the greatest, so I guess that's the end of it, okay? No, um, you know, 
I, I took what that what that was and I reworked it and it turned into something really good and really saleable, which aren't always, you know, I'm not using those words synonymously, but it hit both of those. So, okay, Bridger is here, late to the procrastination chat. Yeah, hi Bridger. Um, so I mentioned you earlier before I, uh, before I really got started, so we'll come back to you, but I wanted you and Shy Red Fox to mention uh, in the chat what you have got. You guys both have releases coming up, so wanted to throw some promo there. Uh, Christina, I think that was my Equus story, which was Rue the Day. So that's in the anthology called the Equus. So there we go. Okay. Uh, where was it? Oh, so if I'm not writing it down because it might not be perfect, or I'm not sending it out because it might get rejected. What, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of just spiting myself here, but I'm doing that because I'm afraid of, it might not be good enough, it might get rejected. What is it that I'm actually afraid of losing? I'm not losing my words, I'm not losing my time, I'm not losing, you know, what is, what is it that I'm actually losing? I'm losing my image that I'm perfect on my first try, <laughs> okay? So, hey guys, by the way, welcome to the human race. We'll get you a membership card. You can join the rest of us who are not perfect on our first try. Um, and, you know, I'm just, that's kind of a silly thing to let get in your way. I'm just gonna say that. Like, and again, I know I'm coming at this from like the, the cold logic part and it's not addressing the emotional part here, but let, let's let's throw a little cold water on the emotions just to get started, you know, is is this really worth spiting myself out of progress because I might not be perfect? I'm going to say you probably not. Um, I guarantee you, you did not just stand up at 10 months old and go for a jog. Okay, there was a process <laughs> there. And, um, and you didn't fall on your diapered butt the first time and go, oh, well, guess that's not going to work out. No, you, there was a process. You tried repeatedly. You got better. <laughs> okay. Um, likewise, you didn't burn the cookies the one time and decide I'm never making cookies again, because that would be a lot of cookies that I hadn't have, haven't had in my life that I have definitely had in my life. Okay. So what, if you wouldn't do that in other areas, why would you do that to your writing? So that's what I'm going back to here is don't, don't let that, don't let that fear spite you out of, you know, good things that you can be doing. You know, you've got that great idea in your head. It might not go down perfectly in your first draft. Guess what? First drafts are like that. <laughs> first drafts, not always, but usually are kind of ugly steaming piles. Okay. Um, that's fine. It's going to get better. So, okay, go ahead and try things. That's the short version. If you're, if you're, um, if you're worried, if you're, if you're procrastinating, and you ultimately work out that it's because you're worried that it's not going to be perfect. Go ahead and try it. Like it's not going to be perfect as long as it doesn't exist. Not existing is a far, far cry from perfect. Existing in a, in a, in a state that can be improved is much closer to perfect. Okay. Um, generally speaking, this fear comes because we are comparing. Um, and I'm comparing my first draft to the glowing, not really formed idea in my head, or even worse, I'm comparing my ugly first draft to pick somebody, Neil Gaiman's 18th draft that's been professionally edited. Okay. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, well, this is not going to be as good as that. Therefore, okay, you know what? It's not supposed to be good as that. Like this is a first draft. That's an 18th draft. That's been through multiple editing passes, right? Um, the, what a first draft should be compared to is a blank page. First drafts are always better than a blank page. 
All right. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just now catching up on the chat. You guys are, you guys are cracking me up. You know, Bridger's like, bold of you to assume I don't self-sabotage in the rest of my life too. Okay. You know what? I said at the beginning, this was before you were here. I said at the beginning, we were just focusing on writing and I'm not responsible for your other life choices. So, uh, I did, I did give myself that caveat and that out early on. Um, and uh, Joe Gondi now says he knows he threw way more words than cookies. Um, because burned or not, they'll probably eat them. Yes. Okay. You know, there's, there's a little uncomfortable truth to that. I might eat some burned cookies too, but, but yeah, I prefer to frighten them. Okay. Here's, here's what I will tell people. Um, here's what I told someone once, if you are really, really worried about screwing it up, like, okay, I'm going to get this down. It's not going to be the way I want it. Therefore it's not worth getting down. Um, if you're really worried about screwing it up, write it and then don't even read it. Just get it all down, crumple it up, throw it away. All right. One of two things will happen. Either you wrote it and no harm was done. Therefore, what was the problem in writing it? Okay. Or you will write it, you will throw it away or you will start to throw it away and you will feel this resistance to throwing it away. Well, wait a minute. If you're resisting throwing it away, it must not be completely worthless. Must be better than not existing. So acknowledge that and then improve it. Okay. So there we go. Okay. Yes. Doberman is being a little bit cute. All right. Um, that was, so that was the first reason for procrastination fear. And honestly, I think, as I said, that's, probably the biggest one, not necessarily the most acknowledged one, but that's a really big one, um, is I just don't want to, uh, not live up to my own expectations. Um, so Elena is now making cookies. Make sure you bring enough to share. Thank you. Okay. The second big reason for procrastination, um, and this one I hit a lot. So definitely talking to myself here. Um, and that is a lack of clear direction. So background, I'm not an outliner at all. I'm a pantser, barely a plantser, okay? If I go into a story and I've got four or five bullet points, that's a really well-planned story for me, okay? Um, and I do a lot with, uh, I feed my subconscious sugar until it supplies a story. That's how that works. But if I'm trucking along and then I just suddenly slow down, I start finding reasons to not work on the story. Uh, it's usually because something's wrong in the story. There is something that's not working. So working on that, uh, that writing in that story feels hollow and feel like I'm not making progress because I'm not making progress. I can't go forward because forward is not the right direction. Okay. Oh my gosh, Grace is making cookies too. Everybody's going to be making cookies now. Everybody bring cookies to the chat. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, and this is the one that, that hits me a lot. Um, the Depth Charge, which is the uh, water anthology story um, that I kept talking about if you were here in the stream last fall. And I kept mentioning, yeah, I'm still working on that water story. Yeah, it's still awful. Okay. Um, I, I, I whined about that one a lot. Um, and then recently the cyberpunk story that I just did, um, for Rhonda's anthology, um, that I mentioned last week and guys, I threw away three endings for that, that cyberpunk story. Um, and so there was a lot, a lot of procrastinating, um, 
if you were here on the stream last week when I mentioned that I submitted that story less than two hours before deadline, yeah, like that's how procrastination works, okay? But it's because I didn't have a good ending. I really wasn't happy with um, where the story was going. And so I kept having to backtrack and start over. And I was putting off working on it because I knew the story wasn't right. So um, what I guess what I'm talking about there is if if I feel like I can't make forward progress, frequently it's because I'm not in the right spot to be able to go forward. So that's when I need to go back and look at, okay, what's the plot? Um, how is my characterization? Um, what is actually going on here? What should be going on here? That sort of thing. Oh, hey, Rhonda's in the chat while I'm talking about how hard that story was. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, um, yeah, what, where I guess where I'm going with that is, um, that is probably my single biggest cause for procrastination is, um, that's my, my inner editor telling me, Hey, before you spend a lot more time on this particular project, do you maybe want to look at this project and find out if, you know, you're going to paint this entire room, but it's the wrong color or, you know, something like that. So, um, so that is, again, just, just step back and look at what in this story is not working. And that would be why I can't go forward with it. So, um, so that's the second reason. And that's usually the one that, that hits me. That's my big procrastination cause. Um, there's also a fair amount of the third reason that comes into my personal procrastination library. And that's where we're going to go now. So, um, and that is, I have this thing, I need to do this thing, I want to do this thing, but I don't actually know how to do this thing, or I don't feel really comfortable doing it. Again, almost always not feeling comfortable because I don't really know how. Um, so this can go back to fear again. Um, I'm scared of doing this wrong. I don't feel confident that I'm going to do it well. So, uh, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to do it wrong. So, um, in the writing world, this might look like, I don't know that I'm going to convey this theme effectively. Um, or how do I represent this authentically and respectfully? Um, there's definitely some projects that I have put off, uh, in my own work, um, because I don't quite trust my execution of them. Um, one of them is representation of disability that I just don't feel really comfortable with yet. So uh, I work on it and I leave it and I work on it and I leave it when <laughs> I go ask for help and then I work on it and then I leave it. Um, you know, but, uh, or, you know, I'm stretching myself. I'm trying to write something that's um, a little outside my wheelhouse. I don't feel really confident in it. So this goes back again. This is all fear rather than write it very poorly. I just don't write it which really doesn't help it to get any better. <laughs> so not the most efficient way to fix that. Um, or this is where we get into the business side of things. Lots of our writing adjacent activities, you know, accounting, marketing, that sort of thing. Um, hey, it's tax season here, right? <laughs> like this is super evident in tax season where um, you're like, oh, wow, I've got this huge pile of paperwork and math let me go bake cookies. <laughs> um, yeah. So you were putting off our accounting. Um, and if you find yourself putting off your accounting, um, you know, what I need to do, I need to do it. I need to do it. Okay. But I just don't feel comfortable doing it. All right, great. We've identified the problem. Um, jump back 
uh, a couple months to our accounting episodes. We had a couple of those and, um, and find ways to break that down and make that easy. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of split the project down into tiny bite-sized pieces. <laughs> Kate, Kate says, slips folder of tax docs under the table. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, um, guys, I'm not picking on anyone. I've got my own pile of tax documents over here as well. But I have to say they are in pretty good shape this year because I made myself a really good plan full of bite-sized pieces. So I'm just going to do my little brag here. I actually feel good about my doing my taxes this year. <laughs> Feeling attacked. <laughs> I do really do. Come on. Okay. I feel organized this year. Um, so here's the thing. If you are feeling a little... Uh, overwhelmed, I think is a very fair word, uh, by accounting or marketing or fill in the blank. Um, what we tend to do, what many of us tend to do is we put it off, we put it off, we put it off until it becomes, okay, I really can't put this off any longer. And then, well, I'm going to sit down this afternoon and I'm going to get all my marketing organized. And then after this afternoon, it would be all set to from here on out, yeah, that doesn't actually happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> at least for me, that works about as well as, oh, my house is a total wreck. I'm just going to clean it today and then it'll be clean from here on out. That is not how entropy works. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a lot better if I have a system rather than a single day frenzy and then some really blind wishes that it'll just fix itself after that. Um, yeah, Grace is agreeing in the chat, bite-sized pieces. This is the way. <laughs> Absolutely. This is the way. Um, so Jesus Rosales Reese, who is, um, a really great behavior analyst and in my, uh, in my, in my day job field, but I'm totally going to bring his work into here because he had an example that I just loved, um, where he's talking about if you've got a, um, a girl who's in a math class at school and she hates her math class and she doesn't want to go to the math class and it's, um, you know, she did, she puts off doing her math homework and all of these things because she doesn't understand the math. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I, do you guys remember Emmy who was here for the fiber arts and the metal casting? I was 20 years out of high school when Emmy explained to me over lunch how the quadratic formula worked. And I was like, why did nobody explain this to me in school? Because now I can understand it and now I can actually do it 20 years later. Anyway, so if I don't have that information on how that works, now I'm just feeling overwhelmed by it. I'm going to put off doing this homework because it just makes me feel stupid. And Jesus talks about how, you know, some people approach that as, well, let's give her the right medications to make her feel happy, um, and hope that works and hope, you know, hope that makes her happier in class. <laughs> but the problem is she doesn't understand how to do the math. Like you have to break this down and have to teach her when she feels competent and fluent in the process, then she's going to feel better about math class. So it doesn't matter how much dark chocolate I throw at my accounting. If I have not broken my accounting down in a way that I can do it and not feel overwhelmed by it, um, I'm still going to need, <laughs> I'm still going to, I'm still going to resist it. I'm still going to resent it. So, um, sorry, I'm going to catch up on the chat here just for a second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Christina's pointing out massive do it all now projects make you hate the task more and put it off longer for the next time. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember 
I think we talked about in the reinforcement episode, rewards versus reinforcement, like again, jumping back. And I talked about the 300 peck uh, experiment and you can, um, you can build up these huge, huge projects, but increases the delay to start them every single time. There we go. Um, maintenance is a skill Bridger is pointing out. Um, yeah, if you only ever work in huge productivity binges, it does not teach you how to maintain. Exactly, absolutely. And then it just gets to be a bigger problem for your next binge. So Grace is pointing out, you can't fix everything in one huge binge. Getting all caught up is a myth of adult life. There is no caught up, okay? There is managed, there is corralled, there is no caught up, absolutely. Great point, okay. So what we're getting from this, and it looks like we're all, all on the same page here, we need to take the overwhelming huge thing that is scary, we need to break it into bite-sized pieces. We need to do one thing at a time. Um, and this is why, you know, again, last fall, when we talked about st getting started with the marketing plan, getting started with author snapshots, um, you know, all of this kind of thing. Um, I am a huge, huge fan of, I'm gonna pick one piece of this. I'm gonna do one piece of this today. And then maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, I will add another piece. And now I will be maintaining two pieces, but I'm already good at the first piece, <laughs> okay? I'm not gonna add the second piece till I'm making that first piece happen, um, that sort of thing. I am so sorry about the lag. I actually have dropped frames of less than 1% over here on my end. So uh, I, for, once it's not, for once it's not me. Um, so I really apologize about the lag. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, so, and then going, going back here, the other huge, huge, huge part of this is when you break down your pieces and when you create a system for yourself and when you uh, break this down to a way that it is comprehensible and you can be good at it and achieve it, do not forget to reinforce your good behavior, <laughs> okay? And um, again, you know, I did the reward versus reinforcement episode. Um, those are significantly different. Um, reinforcement is much better for maintaining behavior. So. There we go. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> Bridger says um, the, the, about the lag. Oh, fabulous is glad it's just me. Well, I'm not glad it's you, but I am glad that there's not a broad stream, broad stream issue. So, okay. Um, okay, so that is, we've talked about fear. We've talked about uh, just overwhelm and I don't feel comfortable in how to do it. Um, you know, all of these things that, um, that, are, that are playing into things, a lack of, lack of clear direction. Um, another reason for procrastination, and this is probably particularly relevant uh, in our current era, is there are life things going on. And uh, I don't feel like I need to explain this one as much as I would have had to in maybe 2018 or 2019 um, when I talk to people about this. But now that 2020's happened, most of us have, a, have an idea of what this feels like. Um, I know so many creators who did not create in 2020 or who created significantly less or who created significantly different things. Um, and that is that did not magically vanish on January 1st. Uh, there's still a pandemic happening. There's still political fallout going on. There's still... Um, social and relationship fallout based on the other things that have been going on. Um, so this, this is uh, what I'm here to say is you, you all know this is going on. I'm telling you it's a legitimate influence on your creativity and on your productivity. Um, so even before we had you know, global pandemic and you know, political drama and all of that, you know, I 
talked to people who had uh, a death in the family and they uh, stopped writing while, uh, you know, while they were processing that. And sometimes that would last for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months, you know, all of that is a completely, whatever, whatever it is, it's normal. Okay. That that's, that's there. That's not procrastination. That's prioritization. Okay. You've got other things to be doing other things to be worried about. You have other things to be spending that mental energy on. Um, in some cases, your creativity is an outlet that helps you process. In other cases, those energies are going places and you don't have leftovers for creating. Both of those are valid. Okay. That's, um, and, and I'm not going to, I'm going to, uh, both of those are valid even for the same personality, even for the same person. So an example uh, for me, um, I remember very clearly I had had a day where I discovered I, ha I had two dogs at the time. Um, the what first dog had terminal cancer and the second dog got a diagnosis of terminal cancer. <laughs> and I went home um, knowing that I was different kinds of cancer. Um, and I went home you know, knowing that I was losing both of my dogs and I sat down and I wrote a short story, um, completely like standalone related to absolutely nothing that I had done. And I sent off that ugly raw rough draft and sold it. <laughs> and so clearly something happened where I was able to just channel all of that energy into, I need to be somewhere else tonight, not here. Um, and that worked for me. In that moment, that worked for me. Fast forward 2020, I stalled out so hard. I produced so much less and of such, uh, I had to work a lot harder in 2020 to produce even something a little bit, um, even close to what, I would, what I've been doing. Um, so that's just me talking, you know, my own personal examples there. What I'm trying to say is life events, life stresses, will affect you different ways at different times. And it's all within the range of normal. Um, adding the stress of, I should be working. I should be creating. I should be, you know, better than this. If I don't do this, I'll never write again. You know, putting those stresses on yourself does not fix the situation. It's probably going to make it worse. Um, and I'll just emphasize, you're not broken forever. You're giving the well a chance to refill the well will refill, you will be able to work again. Um, but you know, trying to draw out of it while it's trying to refill is not going to speed the process at all. Um, when you come back to it, depending, you know, you may, you may ease in with just a little, little bit of work. You may just plunge in. Okay. Today I'm writing again and here's my 10,000 word day. <laughs> um, you might come back to what you were doing. You might come back and just need to try something completely different. Uh, from your normal stuff to get back in the swing of things. Again, whatever it is, normal is an incredibly wide range here. Um, so just if you have something that's life events, give yourself that latitude. So that's where, that's where I am with that. Um, and then one more reason why procrastination might happen. And that is, uh, oh, hold on. I just want to take a break real fast because the chat finally caught up and like everything came in at once. Um, Oh, great point. Um, Elena is pointing out there are studies that show that the effect of significant 
positive or negative emotional experiences. I, I always point out to, um, to people, distress and eustress are both stress, okay? Like, you know, the, both of those are big events. Um, positive or negative emotional experiences can be detected in a person's brain chemistry months later, okay? So these are significant things. Um, and Christina says she likes giving the well time to refill. Yeah, that's, um, that's the thing. So yeah, guys, I'm so sorry about the lag. I could tell like, like the chat went totally dead and I didn't think you all of it just vanished. So <laughs> something's going on with the lag. I apologize. Um, it's still looking really great at my end. So I don't think it's me, but somewhere in maybe on the Twitch level, it's slowing down. Okay. So let's go on to the next reason, um, where, uh, you know, you might, you might find procrastination, uh, in your life. And that is, I just plain don't want to. Okay. This is not reinforcing to me on any level. Um, and so if that happens, let's look at your motivation. And again, here I am talking about writing or other creative pursuits. I am not, um, you know, at you know, some point, you know, the oil in your car needs changed. You know, I don't, I don't care, uh, you know, how, how that makes you feel the oil in your car needs changed. Okay. Um, but if it's something that, you know, I am trying to make art, I am trying to do something creative. This should be a, a process that I am benefiting from, not that it is just a drain on me. So maybe look at your motivation. Why am I doing this? Um, do I want to do this or am I telling myself I have to do this? Um, so, and, and here, like, it, you know, again, I'm speaking to a little LED. Okay. I'm not calling anybody out specifically, but, um, just as an example, if I say I'm a writer, but I spend most of my time drawing characters instead of writing them, which you, you can clearly tell I'm not talking about myself. My art's pretty, uh, uh, lame is the word I think we're looking for. Um, but if I, if I, if I keep saying that I'm a writer and I keep saying I want to write, but I never actually write and I do a lot of drawing instead, maybe I would be happier in another medium. Okay. Maybe I like the idea of writing. Maybe I like a certain image that goes with writing. Maybe somebody told me somewhere that I should be a writer, but actually I get far more enjoyment out of doing a different kind of art. That's valid. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Some things we have to do, no matter how we feel about them, they still have, we have to do them. Art is not one of those things. Art is something you do because it is good for you and it is good for other people. And, um, and yeah, that, let me just leave it there. Like, I want you to do some form of creative thing. I want you to do some form of art. I don't care what form that is. The form should be the one that works best for you. Um, caveat, I guess the exception to this is if art is your primary income, then sorry, you do have to do it. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to venture to say that you've probably worked out a system to be able to create things. Um, and you know, if, if you've gotten to the point where art is your primary income, um, you've already grappled with this on some level and you're probably not sitting here, um, staring at what is procrastination, uh, with me. Um, not that Definitely not that professionals never hit procrastination. That is absolutely not true for all the reasons that we have covered beforehand. Um, it's just that we, we, you've probably got the, uh, probably already worked out. How do I deal with this? Even if I don't want to, because you're going to want to again later, 
it's just that this particular story at this particular moment is really grinding my gears. And um, so I'm, but as soon as I get that done, I'm gonna love my next project because otherwise I probably wouldn't be in art as a career. Okay, I don't know if I said that well, just assume it made sense. Um, so that is, a, a, if, if I look at something and, I, and I'm like, oh man, like I keep saying that I want to do this form of art, but I keep not doing it, but I keep doing other things instead, great. Like, I don't care what the labels are. Okay. Just shift what you're doing. Shift to something you ignore, you enjoy, not that you ignore, ignore the thing that, um, you tried that didn't work for you and go with the thing that does work for you. So there we go. Oh, Bridger is asking about a massive poisoned cube, which I understand poisoned cube, but can you give me an idea of, uh, give me an example of where it would be? Oh, exactly the same part of writing is the terrifying part and the appealing part. Okay, yeah, so this is, I think it's fair to say that is art, like together in general. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, and by the way, feel free to go ahead and stick more clarification in the chat. I just understand that it might be a minute before it gets to me. Um, so I, when I was saying earlier about I'm working on something and it's stretching me and I'm afraid I'm going to do it poorly, but also I'm doing it and it's like this giddy thrill while you're doing it. Um, yeah, so a poisoned cue, um, I don't know. Uh, Elena's pointing out, I might want to point that, point that out. I, I don't know how academic um, we need to get on this point. What I, I guess what we're going here is more of the internal conflict of it. And Bridger's pointing out, um, look at me, like I want to share this art, but also I would immediately crawl in a hole and die if somebody looked at it, my art. Um, and and I'm rephrasing your, your statement uh, slightly, Bridger, because what you, what you what you said was look at me and, I, and if someone looked at me, and I'm going to draw a little bit of a division there between what I made and me are not necessarily the same thing. And I think it's important, I'm going to say not necessarily, they are not the same thing. And I think it's important to clarify that distinction, um, especially for the reasons like when I talked about um, criticism, yeah, I, uh, what, January, February, I don't know when that was, time has no meaning, but um, you know, if somebody critiques my work, that is not me. Okay. So I really want to have that distinction in there. Um, somebody can give either a very valid or a completely unfair criticism of my art, but I'm still a worthwhile human. <laughs> okay. So I like to cultivate that distinction early on. So that's why I'm going to, uh, qualify your phrasing just a little bit. But the question of, um, that internal conflict between I want to share this thing I made, but also what if people look at this thing I made? Um, and I'm just going to say, by the way, I don't think we all get past that ever. Okay. There might be some creators who very advanced in their careers do not have any hesitation. That is not most of the people I know. Okay, most of us, I think, like, let me share, you know, my, this, this story, this poem, this song, this painting, whatever. I think most of us are like, you know, here, stranger, look at this while I stand here naked and you stare at it. You know, like that is, it, it is um, an intensely because I did make it. Okay, it did come out of me. It is not me. 
but it definitely came out of me and it can feel very personal and very vulnerable. And Bridger's like, oh no, I was afraid of that. Yeah, I'm sorry, bad news. Like we're all gonna be there forever. Um, but here's the thing, drawing that distinction between my art and me, I think really helps there. Um, because if somebody, again, whether it's perfectly valid, fair criticism or whether it's completely unfair criticism, um, all of that is about this work. It's not about me. So that's a good distinction. Um, yeah, c'est moi, Rhonda is pointing out some projects leave you more naked than others. Absolutely. Yeah, that is, that is a true thing. Um, Kate says some of us don't want people looking at us or our work. Yeah, Kate, I'm going to wait until you're sleeping and then I'm going to steal your novels and share them with people because stop procrastinating. I said I wasn't going to call anybody out and I said I was speaking generally, but I want that story. The end. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, Kate, Kate teases things. She puts snippets on the internet and then doesn't give me a book. Like so rude. So, all right. Um, where is I going with this? Okay. So part of this goes back to what is the motivation? So I am my first reader. First job is I want to write a story that I enjoy. I want to, I might not enjoy the entire writing process. There are definitely times when I'm not enjoying the writing process. <laughs> there are definitely times when I'm like, this is a stupid game. Why do I play this? Okay. Um, but I always like having arrived, you know, when, when I'm done, I want to be able to look back and go, oh, okay. Yeah. I like this. All right. If, if I don't like the story, I don't want to spend time with that story. I am always my first reader. And, um, <laughs> sorry, I got to interrupt myself for a second. The chat is backing me on Kate needs to share her work. Okay. I'm just saying, yeah. Okay. Um, that's recorded for posterity now. Okay. Um, so if, so I am my first reader that needs to be there. That is where the enthusiasm comes. That is where the motivation comes. That is where the, I made a thing comes. Okay. Then let me put it out for someone else to enjoy. That is the key phrase for that part. Um, I am not, you know, let me put this out for people to judge. Let me put this out for people to evaluate. Let me put it, you know, I don't need to set, I don't need to put this in crazy, you know, scary words. Um, I am going to find people who like the kind of thing I like. I have written something I like. I'm going to share it with people who like that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and this is totally off topic, but I'm going here. This is where a lot of novice writers get in trouble. Um, because we write something and then we share it with people who are close to us. And those people who are close to us, <laughs> biologically, physically, whatever it might be, are not necessarily the audience for that kind of thing. And so then we get either, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's damned with faint praise. Oh, that's nice, dear. <laughs> okay. Like that's, that's not what I was going for. Um, or you get, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were into you know, fly fishing romance or, you know, whatever. And, um, and so you, you get that early feedback that is not really helpful 
feedback. It's not particularly reinforcing and it has nothing to do with the quality of your work. It has everything to do with that was the audience it was given to. And it's not that they are, you know, bad readers or, or whatever the case may be. It's that that wasn't their audience. Like, like, uh, yeah, you know, my, by people who are related to me and my cousin, you know, by blood is not necessarily the person who shares my enthusiasm for a particular subgenre, right? So, okay. <laughs> Again, Bridger, yes, Bridger, we're still waiting for the paranormal fly fishing romance. That is, that is still a thing. Um, so, oh, I think this is, this is a near universal problem, especially for writers at the start of their career, because they are, they, they haven't, connected with a good critique group. They have not connected with other writers. And guys, I'm telling you, it's 2021. We have the internet. It is so much easier to find people and communicate and share with them than it was 20 years ago. Like, like there's no excuse at this point, okay? Um, so um, go ahead and, you know, find people who are into the things you are into and share with them as opposed to, all right, I've, I've put my, my soul and my heart's blood on this paper. And now I'm going to ask people who don't like this thing to look at it and tell me about it. Okay. Um, you can set yourself up, um, for a much better experience just by choosing where you share things. And I, I put myself here, like guys, I burned so many friendship bridges, I guess, at the beginning. Not that, not that we stopped being friends after they read my stuff. That's not where I was going with this, but um, you know, I was like, Hey, let me share this thing. And of course being friends, they're going to be like, sure, I'll look at it. And they're like, it's not really at all my kind of thing. And so they're not excited about it. Like it's their kind of thing. And why should they be? It's not their kind of thing. Um, and I think it's just so much easier to go and find somebody who's going to appreciate that. Okay. I'm totally missing out. There's some amazing stuff going by in the chat. All right. Um, so Kate is pointing out that the reward for finishing edits is criticism and more edits. Okay. Criticism, remember, is not always bad stuff. Criticism also means we point out what is good. That is what good criticism is. So that part where, you know, I'm reading something for somebody and then I write in the side, I am literally giggling and wiggling like while I'm reading this, that is good criticism. Okay. And I love when people give me notes. Kate's actually very good. Kate's one of my, uh, my people that, um, that gets to see all of my big stuff before it goes out and, um, gives me fantastic notes in the margin. And I'm so excited when I get a Kate critique back, which means criticism is good. So anyway, um, yeah, fly fighting. Yes. We're going to start pit fights for our insects. That is awesome. Um, what is going on? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Now everybody's ganging up on Kate to get her to release. So, um, great. Uh, my work here is done. Okay. We're just going to bully Kate into giving us novels. That's what's going on now. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So happy to recap for you, Rhonda. Um, everybody go sign up for Katie Ivanris' um, mailing list and then harass her mercilessly till you get, till we get our novels. Um, okay. All of that, where am I going? Uh, so, oh, the inner conflict between look at this and don't look at this. I'm going to eventually get there, I promise. Um, again, I think just having that distinction between me and my work really takes a lot of pressure off. Um, so that's a really important thing. And I really do emphasize, you know, drawing those distinctions and choosing your words to draw those distinctions because 
even if I say this is true, but then I keep talking about it as if it's me, it's going to make a difference. Um, oh, hey, Sable Aradia just raided. Thanks, guys, for coming in. We're talking about procrastination and fear and all these things. So, oh, we are being boarded. Great, great literary pirates are coming in. Fantastic. All right. Um, so I've got the, <laughs> all the procrastination is the new sensation that's sweeping the nation. And there's probably a great dance step that goes with that. So yeah, if, if I'm looking at this conflict between, you know, I want to share my work, but also if people look at it, then they're seeing me. Um, and I, get that. I really do. Especially when, um, oh my gosh, guys, I cannot, I've said this before. Um, but it is so, so, so true. Um, I wrote Shard and Shield, which is in what I, what I call my angsty epic fantasy. Like it is, um, there's some parts of that that are pretty raw. I wrote the bulk of that when I was either unpublished or published, baby published, <laughs> like, like I have stuff out, but nobody knows about it kind of thing. You know, I've sold some shorts. I've, I've done something, you know, but I'm not, uh, I'm still not like a big name, but I'm just saying, I, I, like, there was no reason anybody, I had no delusions of what publishing grandeur might look like. And that allowed me to be so much more open, um, in writing Shard and Shield. Um, and, and just be able to do that raw stuff because it was not, you know, I, I, I quote Tosca Lee a lot, right? As if no one will ever read it. Um, that is fantastic advice that I heartily endorse. And it was easier when nobody was reading it. Okay. And then Shard and Shield came out. People liked it. People talked about it. I would see it go by on Instagram and all kinds of amazing, cool things. And then I'm writing later books in it and I'm like, oh, people are gonna look at this, okay? And I'm not kidding, the, the amazing difference in, um, in being able to work on that and to process that. And, um, and yeah, there's, if you're looking at the timeline and it's totally weird, Shard and Shield, I, I wrote the bulk of that before Songweaver's Vow and other things came out. So, um, yeah, the timeline's a little funky. Just ignore it because everything, you know, stuff is not getting published in the order of creation. Why would it? Um, but, you know, as I'm working on later books in that series, um, I have to stop and consciously talk myself through, write as if no one will ever read it. Because if I sit there thinking about how people are going to react to this, it's, it's paralyzing. Okay. And that's <laughs> number one reason for procrastination is fear. Okay. There it is. It, it, it fuels that. So my job is to create that first draft. I am my first reader. I am my primary reader. I need to create the story that I enjoy. Then I can share it with other people who will enjoy that. Okay. Um, so I have no idea at this point, I think I started answering this question like 27 minutes ago. I don't even know if we're in the same hemisphere as the original question. Um, but yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> you can feel free to, uh, to, to nudge me back to wherever we wanted to go, uh, in the chat and we could do that. Um, 
and the chat has slowed down again, so I'm assuming there's another big lag uh, uh, log jam that's gonna come through all at once again. Uh, so I apologize for whatever's going. Okay, good, Bridger says this is good, good. Um, yeah, and I just, again, I will reiterate, Toscally, write as if no one will ever read it, is one of the single best pieces of writing advice I have heard and I can share. Um, because, you know, if I sit there and I'm like, I'm gonna write this scene. My mom might read this scene. My mother-in-law could theoretically read this scene. People I know, you know, whatever. Like it's it's just gonna it's just gonna get me tied up. What I need to do is just sit down and write the story that I want told. Um, tell myself this story, and then share it with people who would also like that story. So okay. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of reasons that procrastination could happen. Um, I think, what we do? Do we do five? I didn't number them. Let me count. Let me count, count here. Um, fear, fear is the really big one. Fear is the story killer. There we go. Uh, lack of direction. I just don't know how to do it. There was a life thing that is going on. Or I just plain don't want to. Yeah, all of those are reasons. And we talked about ways to address those. Um, so hopefully be something helpful in there. Um, so next week is a learn with me week. And this is normally where I would tell you what our topic is. But the truth is, I don't have a topic for next week. I'm still, um, I've got some some feelers out for people that um, I would like to come in and talk. Uh, for several, I have several different subjects that I'm looking, excuse me, trying to get people in for next week. And I just haven't got, been able to confirm anybody yet. Um, so uh, stay tuned, <laughs> I guess. Um, I... I do, uh, th there is a calendar that has every week's topic that goes up. That calendar's on my website, or if you, um, there's a uh, domain, you know, just to write and have written, um, that will take you there. And so you can always see things on the calendar there. Um, and then I also share them on social media if I remember, which I'm really not the best at. I should probably put that on a to-do list somewhere. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so just stay tuned. Well, we'll find out what next week's Learn With Me might be. Um, and it was actually pretty funny. Um, one of the, uh, one of the things that I was trying to, to, to get a person in for, and I, I called, um, REI actually, um, uh, my local REI store. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to ask the weirdest question that you've heard today. <laughs> the lovely staffer. She was just like, great, bring it. You know, kind of thing. Um, but I was trying to pull one of, um, one of their staff people who, uh, has been super awesome, um, to, 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 to be my interviewee. So well, anyway, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I don't usually do a lot of promo on this stream. Um, you know, but if you're here and this is helpful, please follow, subscribe, like review, review the video, review the podcast, uh, buy one of my books. If you want to be supportive, like any of those things, um, liking, following, subscribing, reviewing all of, you know, the videos and stuff that actually does, uh, help share. So that would be great. So there we go. And I know we had two new subscribers tonight, which is fantastic. Thank you. And I probably should be better about reminding people to do that. I just, uh, it's not usually my priority. So, okay. So that is it for tonight. Thank you guys so much for, uh, chatting along and discussing with me. Um, we are going to wrap here. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday evening for me. Uh, this is To Write and Have Written. I'm Laura Van Arndonk-Baugh. 
we have talked about procrastination. My dog is cute and we are going to wrap it there. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.